We have a saying around here. Oh yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to No Brains, No Headache Podcast, episode 139. I'm Jordan Weichel, I'll be your host today, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow host and longtime friend, his name is Matt Cleary. On today's show, we have an interview with comedian Tommy Brennan, joining us from Los Angeles. This Minnesota native tells us all about his recent travels and his favorite drink, an espresso martini. We also discuss couch fires, the high cost of drinks, and we even give him some suggestions for some of the best chicken wings we've ever had. Then we get into Cleary's comments, the segment where we holler about random things. We dive into some local news so celebrating a waterhole that has been closed after 30 years in business. Matt then tells us about some risky yet effective ways to get out of work and his plan to stop global inflation one case of beer at a time. I let you in with some motion-activated devices and give a rather hot take about the greatest football player of all time. Finish that segment with my reaction to the Minnesota Vikings playoff loss, and let's just say we are officially in sad boy season. Finish up the episode with mini helmet fantasy football super wild card round results and change the rules on a whim to accommodate the divisional round lineups. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Hey, if you are entertained and like the show, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. That's at NBNH Podcast for extra exclusive content that we share in between episodes that come out every single Tuesday. Don't miss any of those brand new shows by hitting that subscribe or follow button for some mindlessly entertaining comedy. Episode 139 of No Brains, No Headache Podcast was recorded in the Stadium Sports Bar in the Lodge Studio. This is an NBNH Media production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. All right, we're now joined by comedian Tom Brennan. Tom, thanks for joining No Brains, No Headache podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So is it Tom or Tommy? I'm getting mixed signals here after listening to your podcast. Oh, you listen. I was I, I was wondering why you were saying Tom because it's I, I go by Tommy, but my podcast co-host is like one of the only people in the world that calls me. But now it has it. Now other people are starting to call me Tom, which is nice. It's a compliment because I'm like you listen to the podcast for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of weird because I don't really get like what people call other people and whatever it is, I call them the wrong thing. So <laughs> it just kind of makes sense. Um, I want to start out with uh, some. Some of your most recent ongoing stuff, you've been uh, going on some trips and doing some little adventures. So can you tell us like what you've been up to? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been on the road a lot lately. Um, I uh, I tour with this with this comedian, Kelsey Cook. I, I opened for her and then uh, and then headline my own tour dates as well. So on the on the road most weekends based out of L.A. now um, from Minnesota originally, not too far from you guys. Um but uh, yeah, so I'm all over the place. Uh, I just I just took a little family vacation, ten days in Costa Rica with the whole. I'm one of eight kids. We had fourteen of us there. Wow, just, 
yeah, it was a, it was, it was a big old ordeal, but pretty, pretty fun time. So family vacation is one of those where you're like, I shouldn't be this drunk with just my family. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was a little bender. I'm doing, I'm doing dry January, but I started it on January 10th because <laughs> I couldn't, you just can't, you can't do it for, for that long with the family. Yeah. Like an all inclusive resort. No, we just like rented a house, but we basically we treat it like that. I mean, it's it's pretty <laughs> like four p.m. hits, and it's pretty aggressive. So. You wake up some mornings, you're like, "Where am I again exactly?" Yeah. It's like, why? I mean, it it is funny that you said that. Like, I shouldn't be that drunk around my family. It's some of the drunkest I get is with my siblings. <laughs> they, it's just yeah, you don't see them like every day now, so it's just like, oh, he's in town for one night, just immediate blackout drunk. Yeah, it's the uh, and and my family does this thing that's so irresponsible. But we have this idea that like switching to wine is like the it's like the adult move, but it's not if you drink like six bottles of wine between four of you after eleven p.m. Yeah, the wine hangover too. It's, it's just the wine drunk is an aggressive drunk, and then the yeah. wine hangover is an aggressive hangover. I would say. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, and it's, it's, it's a fun, you know, you walk out of, out of your room, you see your, your sister who has like an eight month old. I'm like, man, last night we, we really got after it. And like, I'm like six hours ago, I was like telling you about my early twenties depression. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a weird dynamic. Now we just have to like make breakfast. At least you don't have to wake up and, you know, take care of a, a child, which is probably the odd thing to see. You're like, oh, I, I barely made it to the bathroom this morning, let alone take care of another human. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't I can hardly be responsible for one life, let alone a whole nother one. Uncle Tommy's drunk again. Uh, did you get the, <laughs> you know, the drinks Does that come from being from Minnesota, Midwest, St. Paul area? Because uh, us North Dakotans, you know, we like to get after it. It is, uh, yeah, northern Minnesota, North Dakota, some of my favorite places to drink, for sure. Fargo is, like, one of my favorite towns to just get absolutely shithoused in. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a, we're just a big, like, drinking family. Like, my whole dad's side of the family is from Minnesota. You know, I, I used to work up at, in, like, Park Rapids, Minnesota at a restaurant. Like, that was, that was a lot of boozing. And, yeah, it, it's definitely a... Uh, you know, it's a Midwestern Catholic, Irish Catholic family. We're, we're, uh, we get after it. I always, everyone thinks that Catholics are like these really great people, but no, a lot of them were pretty terrible individuals. Yeah. It's just repressed shit. It's, it's like, you know, you're, the whole thing is built around making you feel guilty. So it's, <laughs> of course it's, it's, there's a lot of substance but yeah we're and we're not even real catholics anymore we just still say we're catholic because it's easier than being like yeah we don't really do anything <laughs> wow same that, yeah that, that, hit, that hits home pretty good <laughs> yeah. uh you put on your story that an espresso martini is the best drink um have you ever tried a bush light i, I that's my number two i think oh, okay um it's up there it's here's the thing an espresso martini it's just like an it adult can, version of a vodka Red Bull. It's it's a that's a great way to put it because it's if you're if the, if you're kind of coming down, I mean, it knocks out two things at once. It'll bring you back up and keep the party going. It's just yeah, but you can't have you can't drink like more than one or two. Yeah, that's Otherwise, true. 
I mean, you're going to have a heart attack or not go to bed or crash a car or something. I don't know, but it's uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great beverage. I stand by that. I got a lot of heat for that. A lot of people were pissed about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got your back here. It's funny that that was like the first uh, note that I saw on a rundown here. Cause literally just a couple of weeks ago, Matt and I uh, went out to dinner with some fine folks and the, drink of choice at the place we went was an espresso martini and i'm like i'm i'm gonna try this out and it was delicious and i i want to go back i've been telling everybody about it i I can't stop talking about it i got your back with thank you i needed that it's uh (laughs) i I do i do disagree with the martini glass i don't know why we got married to it's it's such a brutal glass to drink out of. Yeah, you're asking for spills, and we were on a super wobbly table actually. Now that I think oh, of yeah, it. So. yeah, the whole time Jordan was just rocking the table back. He's like, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's worse fucking things in life. This is so wild. You guys are really <laughs> selling North Dakota right now. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a classy establishment, uh, but. Quick, speaking of North Dakota, have you done comedy in Fargo a few times, I take it? Yeah, that they, they have a great little comedy club in the basement of, uh, it's called like the Front Street Tap Room. And uh, the basement's the cellar, and we've actually done yeah. an open mic there. So you're oh, no the way. second guest we've had that we have that in common with. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's actually like probably top five favorite places. It's, I'm trying to get back there this spring. Everyone's so nice too when you do stand up in North Dakota. It's like I kind of want a dickhead just to be like, "Get the fuck off the stage!" And be like, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've never really, especially like ideologically, I probably disagree with a lot of people up there. And like, I mean, it's you know, I'm like, I'm not like like crazy leftist on stage, but I'm I'm pretty liberal. And so like, my favorite part about Fargo is like. It's like some of the best sets I've had in my life there. And I'm like, and we probably don't disagree or we probably don't agree, which is just like beautiful. It's like, it's like we can all just get, get along and have a blast for an hour. And, uh, and yeah, that's like that doing comedy in slightly liberal areas of conservative states is the best recipe. There's a pocket that you need to be in right in the pocket. So the real people like LA, no one is, there's no real people out here, you know, (laughs) a bunch of robots and makes idiots. makes me feel so much better about living in North Dakota that I'm a real person. Thank you, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) You've had to meet people that have real jobs. And like, I mean, it's like no one out here knows what a farm is. (laughs) It's so stupid. Like where they grow uh, pot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have. I, where do you I, think the shit you get from Trader Joe's comes from? Oh, uh, it's one of my one of my favorite jokes. Is uh, I don't know if you guys know Jeffrey Asmus. He's like he, he's an incredible comic. He's also a Minnesota guy. Now he's in New York, but he has a whole bit about how uh, how liberal elites like you know we like to talk shit about the Midwest, rural towns, or whatever. He's like, you can't eat a podcast. <laughs> where do you think all <laughs> fucking food comes from? <laughs> It's amazing. Nobody has a real job out in L.A. Everyone's yeah. just either you made it or you haven't. And there's no in between. It's there's a lot of pretending. Thing. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we do that here in uh, North Dakota, but in, just yeah, in a right. different yeah. way. Like, hey, I'll buy everybody a round of drinks because I'm rich. But no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But they're bush lights. Right. Yeah. 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 That does bring up because you were talking in, on your podcast about like paying one hundred and seventy dollars for like five drinks. Oh, and I was like, there's times where it's like. I'll get a round of beers for the table. And she's like, all right, $9, please. Yeah. And I was like, I've definitely been in your situation though, where you're just like, I don't care. Here's my card. And you're like, 
Oh fuck. That's I I have to it's probably like drunk spending like that is probably one of the biggest financial mistakes of my life, like consistently. And this was in I think that would happen in Aspen. I was like, I was touring with this comic and she's like paying for everything and she's offering to pay for everything there was no need for me to put my card down for a round (laughs) (laughs) like it was there was an open tab and everything but for some reason in my drunken state i was like no i should buy a round thinking it's gonna be 40 50 and yeah it was like 170 dollars and i I was like, this actually significantly lowers how much money I made. (laughs) And it just deflates you too. Like we went to Vegas to go to a hockey game like a month ago. And I literally, we were in line for drinks and I looked up and it was like $44. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go eat a pretzel and watch the the game. The pretzel was also $12. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just less of a hurt. (laughs) Uh, Wait, are you guys wild fans up there? Then Absolutely not. I'm a Red Wings fan. How did that happen? Uh, I didn't know how to change the teams in, uh, in, NHL? in, in NHL, like 96. <laughs> so I was, was always the Red Wings versus Stars. So Damn, I just like the Red Wings. Those were a couple of killer teams. Though. Yeah. I mean, I cl- really couldn't lose, but I'm a big wild fan. So you're a Vikings fan too then? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So what football team do you guys root? I'm a Panthers fan. I'm all, I'm all <laughs> over the fucking place. Yes, right. <laughs> Yeah, if you get to know us, Matt's pretty uh fucking random and has really no reason behind his rhyme, but I'm I am a Vikings fan. Uh sweating go. this weekend's game. This episode will actually come out afterwards. So you All gotta right. be careful with your words, but uh we I, a, I mean we, we won. I'm so, I'm so happy that we beat the Giants again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, so excited God. to go to San Francisco and lose again. God. Greg Joseph, he's 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 the truth this year. We yes. finally have a kicker, hopefully. Anyway. I, I do love seeing, like, 10 years ago, Blair Walsh went, sent one into a different zip code, and you guys lost. And it's like, why do people keep sharing that? I mean, it's <laughs> funny, but. Just ruining. No one gets their lives ruined, a kicker. like Or a Vikings fan. <laughs> yeah, or a Vikings fan, yeah. But it's like, when. Like kickers, I mean, you could you could be great. You could be just, like, mediocre, and no one will ever know your name. But if you miss a really big kick, you're cemented like Blair Walsh was a very good kicker, missed yeah. one kick, and literally just the whole team wrote him off. Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole NFL wrote <laughs> him off. Like, he didn't get a job after that. I'm, I'm pretty um, sure his bank actually foreclosed on his house later that afternoon. It was like, dude, it's negative 27 out. That's just too damn bad. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he just kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, here's how you kick a football and then just sent one right between his legs. <laughs> well, it's, it's the worst thing to happen to, like, Midwesterners because they get fucking personal with shit. If you do something bad, it's like, oh, Blair Walsh missed a kick and his entire family gotten threatened oh, every yeah. day since it's you guys ever hear like the like you know like minnesota nice or like that midwestern people? it's it's such a lot it's just like it's harbored passive aggression and then yeah we get so angry about that and everyone's always like everyone from minnesota and in the midwest they're they're all so nice i'm like no they're not they're they're collecting information about you and waiting until you make them angry yeah, it's it's a ticking time bomb. Definitely, there's a lot of kill, a lot of killing going on up here. Well, I think <laughs> I think we're it's they, people think we're nice is because we always apologize for things that you don't need to. You slightly cut in front of somebody because you were ahead of them. You're like, oh, oops, sorry about that. I, hey, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. And, but the moment you uh, piss somebody off or like get personal with the Midwesterner, all hell breaks. Oh yeah. 
or we like to not apologize for things that we should like you just slam into someone's parked car and you get out and you're like why the fuck were you parked like that <laughs> is that more of a personal thing i feel like you've done that <laughs> uh, i got i got rear-ended one time by a cop when i was parked drinking a slushy in a parking lot and i got cited for it i was <laughs> i was fucking lost my mind whoa that sucks. I don't yeah, know. and I spilt my slushy all over myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, "And here's a ticket." Fuck yeah, you owe us fourteen hundred dollars to fix the bumper of this cop car that hit you. Uh, can we talk a little bit about your uh, voice just cracked a little bit? <laughs> uh, about your uh, podcast, um, the dynamic of it sounds like a sitcom, but I also don't know what your guys' relationship is because you call it roommates in law, but then you're like, we're not actually in laws. We're not roommates. So um, besides the whole thing being a lie, can you give me like the background <laughs> of it? It is. I mean, that's it. It is a lot. Basically it's uh, it started as a web series. We really need to change the name now. And um, we're thinking about it, but um, it started as a web series. That was like a fake sitcom. It was kind of a spoof on a sitcom that we did during the pandemic. It's Tim. Tim Smith is the co-host. He's a New York comic was a Chicago guy when I was there too. And so we just started doing like sketch comedy. And the premise was that, because I it was it was based on a real life thing. I crashed with my sister and her husband for a little while during the pandemic. So that was basically the premise was me living with my sister and her husband. But she's the breadwinner, so she's always at work, and me and him have to like figure out how to get along. <laughs> and uh, and so it was me and 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 Tim, and we we put out I don't know like thirty sketches or episodes uh, on Instagram. And got like a little weird and from TikTok and stuff, got like a little cult following. And then we like weren't doing sketches as much once live comedy came back. So we just started, we just changed it to a podcast. Um, and like, so the theme song and stuff was supposed to sound like a mid 2006. It does. Um, well, I, and like, I started listening probably like six weeks ago or so. And like, it took me about two minutes to realize that I'm like, these guys aren't related. <laughs> never have never will be <laughs> no, it, not at all it's it's yeah it is a problem for new listeners because and then we like when we discussed changing the name on on the podcast we got so many messages of people like what the hell you can't change the name all this and i'm like it doesn't make any sense as a podcast name <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that don't make any sense like ours but... ours ours is our insurance policy okay if you listen to us and you don't like it that's on you for listening to a podcast called no brains no headache pretty simple uh, yeah. stuff that's a good call let's see that's a great name thank you the other option was lysol couch because yeah. that's when we were naming i was just looking around i saw a couch and a thing of lysol and we ultimately decided no brain. I, I like it. Lysol couch sounds so <laughs> gross. It sounds like something <laughs> so bad happened. <laughs> it's, it's definitely my couch in college that just kept getting puked yeah. on. We just kept like, <laughs> that should be good. Man, I was just talking about that with someone. Of uh, we had a we had a couch that had like reversible cushions basically, and we had a friend who puked on it one time and drunkenly just flipped the cushion and didn't tell us. And then, uh, and then another guy like spilled something on it and tried to flip it back, and he flipped it over, and there's just a ton of dried puke on the other side. <laughs> oh man, it was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. And it was, I mean, the house, the houses that you live in in college are unforgivable. I, I feel like everyone's burned a couch too. It's like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got the fire department called on me one time. People weren't very happy about it. <laughs> 
I thought it was funny, but it's an aggressive fire yeah. when a whole couch is on fire. Yeah, the felt couches go up like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember we just took all of like our furniture basically and just took it down to like this desert area and just threw it in a huge pile and lit it all on fire at the end of the year. And yeah, that's just fun. <laughs> it's just like this has no monetary value or use anymore. So yeah, it would be it, criminal to give some of that to anyone. Uh, yeah, the venereal diseases alone, they could just attract off that couch. I mean, not from me, but I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> uh yeah it's just and then i don't know it's furniture in college there's should be like a place for it and i think it's called hell Mm -hmm. it should be it should be used for one year and then and then burned honestly it should be it should be like sanctioned did you uh did you ever go party in fargo and or grand forks at the two major universities in north dakota i never did because i i went to school in indiana so okay I was only ever in like northern Minnesota during the summer, so we Not didn't true. really didn't really party at the schools. But I've heard they're a blast. Where at in Indiana? Uh, Notre Dame, South Bend. Oh, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. You ever, you ever heard of it, Matt? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I hate telling people that I went there. <laughs> no, that's fucking awesome. Actually, I I've never so guessed. People, it's amazing how many people have like visceral hate towards Notre Dame. Oh, so, yeah, I know. I get it all the time. Yeah, who would that be? Who would <laughs> Notre Dame? <laughs> I, I mean, I, they're not I, a real school, but... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was born and raised a huge Notre Dame. Yeah, I tried to go to Notre Dame, but apparently having like a 2.4 GPA and no athletic ability and academic prowess doesn't get you anywhere. Good I, don't, I don't see the issue, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like you would have been a great fit, but it was, it was maybe play the leprechaun that dresses could. up for the football game. Absolutely. That that job is weird. It's so weirdly competitive at Notre Dame. And it's all they're all like they're all like gymnasts. I think better if they just had a really drunk guy do it. Yep. It would be so much more fun if it was just a just a hammered leprechaun, like kind of belly kind of poking out of the bottom of the shirt too. Yep. Yeah. And he just kind of walks through the crowd and gets to drink with the fans. That'd be fantastic. I like I have this idea of like a lot of sporting events would be better if they're drunk, like the guys shagging balls (laughs) at the home run derby. You dress them all up in costumes, get them shit face, and then just have like 12 grown men out there in banana costumes trying to shag home run balls. You you could do the same thing with the guys who catch, you know, like the ball boys who catch the balls after field goals when it hits the net. Yeah. And they they grab it. If it was just a bunch of drunk dudes competing for it. (laughs) Like 500. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's 500. Yeah. (laughs) The, the kicker awesome. Blair Walsh has to yell one, two, three, four, five hundred beforehand, and that's probably why he missed. Because yeah, he just rips it way left. No one catches yeah. it. <laughs> he didn't want anyone to win that day. Yeah, that, that one's got to be dead or alive. <laughs> well, you guys do a ton of traveling, and it shows in the podcast when you uh, talk about planes a lot. And I actually really like the topic um, okay, of good. traveling. Um, and you recently said you just got one of the credit cards that you get into like the Delta lounge or the United lounge. Um, I don't have one of those, but I've got like companion tickets to do it. And it is life changing what you get when you go in there. It's crazy. And now it's like, it's become the focal point of my traveling. Like 
I, I research what lounges are in what airport every time, what ones I can get into. I just, it, the one in Miami was closed when I got there and I had a three hour layover and I, it, it ruined my whole day. Cause especially cause you have to pay like a fee for the credit card. And I did the math and I have to just eat there 24 times throughout the year to, to make it, to cover that cost like estimating, you know, like 15 bucks a meal or something, which should be easy. But when it's closed, it it takes away from. So, yeah, it is crazy. Like it changes the whole you go in there, you sit at the bar. There's like great bartenders in there. They've got like nice booze. You can they've got hot food out. They got coffee. I mean, it's like it's really it's life changing. The only gripe I have with it is they don't have a lot of in the ones that I've been into, like in Minneapolis, they have one TV and there was like no less than 90 dudes just standing around it watching a bears game. Yeah. And I was like, this is my nightmare. Was this the Delta lounge there? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They just have the TV behind the bar. Yeah. It's like, and it's like way in the back and just like ton of people just surrounding you. Like, excuse me, I'm just going to get a cup of French onion soup and then probably <laughs> off myself in the bathroom. It is. Wait, dude, the bathrooms also are life changing. They have oh, yeah. like the nicest bathrooms. They have a bathroom attendant. It's crazy. I honestly, I wish it was like a little less bougie because I feel like a huge douchebag, but it's, it is nice. I think bathroom attendant might be the worst job of all time. I, it's also, it's just so demeaning. And I don't know if anyone likes, like, I don't, I don't like having to be like, I'm all right. Cause, cause also like at a lot of places, it's just for tip. So you're kind of expected if you do take like the paper towel, then you're like, you have to tip them. But I'm like, I could just, there's a dispenser right there. I could just, you know, I, I don't love it. I, I don't tip bathroom attendants, kind of a, a little thing of mine. I mean, especially being from where we're from, uh, I don't think there's a single joint in the area yeah, that has if, a bathroom if there's, if there's a dude in the bathroom with you, something's wrong. <laughs> Either you're a cocaine dealer or a, yeah. a pedophile. And just no a guy, yeah, just a guy in Bismarck handing out <laughs> paper towels and, and soap. You're like, Greg, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How drunk are you right now? It's just, uh... <laughs> it is a very weird concept. I don't know how it happened. And, Maybe yeah, I should I try that to see how much money I could make just standing in a dive bar bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the shit kicked out of me after like 30 minutes. <laughs> a dive yeah. bar bathroom is usually a single stall. So you would just be in there like watching the person the whole time. Well, yeah, it's like I don't want to hear bathroom sounds. So like you're sitting on a stool there and someone's just lighting the lamp and then you're like, oh my God, wash your hands. Please. Please God, use this soap. Also, go to the doctor. <laughs> when when you go into the Delta Lounge, do you make sure to not tell anybody that you went to Notre Dame there? Like you can't cross over the two at the same time. That's that's a pretty yeah. That's a double whammy. And then yeah, I can't I can't definitely can't do that. Although in there with that group of people, they they would like it. You know, it's it's walking out of there. When you walk out of that Delta Lounge, there's people walking by that see you, and they're just like you pompous shit. This oh, is also like. I'm incredibly self, I'm a self-conscious person. So, but I also have like main character syndrome. So this is me walking out of there being like, well, everyone in the airport noticed, you know, (laughs) it's such a, it's such a crazy mindset to be like, they all hate me. And no one probably even. There's that Notre Dame asshole who went (laughs) into the Delta lounge. What a dick. (laughs) I saw him. He's got Notre Dame socks on. I saw saw him. I hope your family has a terrible luck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
what, when were you at Notre Dame? Uh, 2012 to 26. So were my freshman there? year was when we went to the national championship against Alabama and got absolutely smoked. Well, you Manti Teo. you for their performance. Everybody <laughs> forgot about Notre Dame. That was, it was huge for Notre Dame. That, that was so much worse. <laughs> that was the first thing I texted Jordan the next morning. I was like, that was way worse than the Notre Dame game. Makes 42-14 look like a, like a close game. Yeah. <laughs> we were in it for a hot minute. Well, uh, I don't think we have much more for you, but if you uh, want to plug your shows you got coming up, it'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I am all over the place, but uh, up there, I mean, close to there. I'm headlining in Minneapolis uh, in March uh, at this place called Sisyphus, which is an awesome comedy club and brewery, uh, March 10th and 11th. Um, I'm in Chicago in April, otherwise this Next couple weeks, Rhode Island. Oh, wait, this will come out after that. North Carolina, Houston, Austin. Yeah, I see you're going to Austin. I actually checked that out. And, you know, since your name is Tommy, I don't know if you like chicken wings, but I would highly recommend Tommy Want Wingy in Austin, Texas. Wait, I uh, uh, man, Tommy Boy's like my favorite movie of all time. Is it? They're actually good? Yeah, we, Phenomenal. Went, we went down to Austin um, October of 2021 for a Texas Longhorns football game. Okay. And then while we were there, it was on to call it. Ray, it's on Rainy Street. Rainy Street. And oh, yeah. uh, a little uh, food truck called Tommy Want Wingy. And we tried it out and they're fucking phenomenal. I left a review on Google. Occasionally I get an email saying like, hey, you have 50,000 views on your review. And I'm like, yeah, because it's fucking awesome. The so, podcast, oh, the podcast Gmail account has reviewed like two things and one of them is tommy went wingy yeah and the other one and the other one is shitty on a sushi restaurant <laughs> you guys left a negative review uh we actually boycotted it for about 18 months neither neither of us went there for a good where yeah, was it in in bismarck north dakota all right so you're getting sushi in bismarck that's i didn't even get su- oh yeah i did get sushi yeah you're right that that time yeah. i did get sushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right i'll check out tommy want wingy um but yeah i'm gonna be there for like so but uh if if anyone i don't know wants to see a show everything's at uh somekidtommy.com awesome and if you go to fargo sometime soon uh make sure to reach out to us let us know we could probably make our way out there and uh come meet you in person yeah that'd be a blast i'll I'll hit you guys up i think i'll probably be there like late spring or cool perfect well thanks for coming on no brains no headache podcast thanks for having me Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Daddy? You know, I've seen you on the ESPN. Time for Cleary's Comments this week. Now, that's the segment where Matt and I go back and forth bantering about random things. We got a nice lineup today for this episode. Uh, happy to be here with Matt despite the the weekend festivities, which we will obviously get into later but want to start out with some opening chatter first of all i have a fallacy from the prior episode i always like to clear those up we talked about patreon because we now have a patreon account if you want to check that out help us out support us we'd sure appreciate that i basically said that you should download the app and apparently that was wrong you should just do like a a web browser or something it's a lot similar to like only fans i feel like don't do the app just do like the web browser matt is that correct yeah, so what you're going to want to do is either go to any of our social media on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and click the link tree, and you'll see a link for our Patreon, or you can just go to www.patreon.com slash NBNH, and you can sign up right there. Yep, that's my bad. Uh, I put Matt in charge of that, so I was awfully naive to the platform. But in your defense, like 
downloading the app. It seems like the 99.99% right of the time, it's what you do. Well, check out Patreon. Uh, we're going to do some more exclusive content, and you can definitely get more involved uh, by supporting us. So please check that out. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, in some Matt, you got something to say? Yeah, I had a little bit of a snafu yesterday. I made a rookie mistake. Um, at my niece's birthday party, I went and picked up all the pizzas. Okay. And then when I brought them there, I was like, this is a ton of pizza. And I didn't think there was very many people there. And so they're like, oh, you can start getting food. And like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll hang back. Like, there's a ton of pizza. Ran out of pizza. <laughs> Almost immediately. I get up there and there's like a little square of pepperoni and then like a bunch of Supreme and stuff I don't eat. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> We've really been striking out with the birthdays lately. Uh, my birthday dinner was a little bit of a disaster letdown. Your birthday dinner, you immediately got the flu afterwards. Now we got your niece's birthday party, and Matt makes a rookie mistake that cost him dearly. Uh, how are you going to recover from something like that? I ate a lot of, like, cupcakes. So. Okay, made up with it in, <laughs> so the, in just, the dessert department. Yeah, there was a lot of cupcakes. I had, like, two or three of those, and basically just my niece's smash cake that she didn't smash. I was, like, just kept going by and just taking a whisk of the frosting off that every time i'd walk by and be like she's not eating that that's that's just like a young child over here can't keep his hands off the frosting but i don't blame you if you're all out of pizza at that point especially being the good samaritan you are uh i don't, I don't know how you're going to possibly recover from that so t's and p's uh, for you over there buddy we also got some local news uh don't really do a whole lot of local news unless it's matt giving a traffic report or uh, some crazy man at Walmart doing something. But here in the Bismarck area, there was a, a local bar that was open for about 30 years, uh, located in downtown Bismarck in a great spot. It's a big place. Uh, the place is Borrowed Bucks Roadhouse. Now, this isn't exclusive to the Bismarck people. Uh, Fargo had a Borrowed Bucks Roadhouse in the past, and then I believe Grand Forks also did. Did Dickinson? Yep, Dickinson as well. So it's basically like... Um, like the dance club kind of feel. I mean, it's really hard to explain. It's, it's a college bar. For sure. It's, uh, for lack of a better word, rather greasy. If you're over 25, you're like, eh, I probably shouldn't be here right <laughs> yeah. now. Well, it, it definitely wasn't a place um, that I frequented often, but it's definitely legendary and, and I think worth bringing up for the start of Cleary's comments here before we get into everything else we have today. Uh, I just remember one time, I was dancing on, uh, I'm going to call them like the boxes. If anybody was there, they know kind of around the dance floor, these like they look like big speakers, but they're not actually speakers. Yeah. And you can they're like kind of sit there or like, you know, if you're a drunk asshole like me, you stand up on them and you dance and then you bang your head on the <laughs> ceiling. And I was goddamn mildly concussed afterwards. So that's uh, one of my fond memories. There's also a good place if you, uh, you know, you want to make out with the ladies on the dance floor, you don't have to feel ashamed about it because everybody's doing it, and they're sweating profusely. So it was kind of that sweaty, uh, drunk vibe. Matt, what, what do you have about Borrowed Bucks in the, in our years of attending the, the watering hole? So Borrowed Bucks is always the place you ended your night and yes. or started it because on Fridays they had 50-cent taps so you could get for a dollar you could get two 16-ounce beers. Pretty good deal, especially yep. in this economy. And so you go for two hours, you get pretty drunk, and then you just go back to a house party. I don't know. I got fucking wasted last night. And there was one time I was with my roommates, and we were sitting there, 
And uh, one of them's just like, had, just gets these two dark IPAs. Yikes. And so we're talking, we're like, what would he do if, or what would I have to do if he chugged both of them right now? And it, this is like getting towards the end of 50 Cent Tap. So I like, don't really think it's possible at this point. Yep. And they're like, you have to pierce both of your ears. I thought you were going to say nipples, but. And so I was like, like right here. They're like, yep. And so my roommate JP just chugs one of them. And I was like, oh, shit. And then he chugs the second one. And right as he gets done with the second one, he's just oh! <laughs> all onto the table. So we were like, oops. And like, kind of like, just go to a different table. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not piercing my ears because he didn't chug them. And then like an uprising happens. So I'm like, fine, I'll do one of them. And then I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna pierce this. And one of the guys is just like, we could use a fork. And I was like, we're not using a fork. I literally just about <laughs> to say that somebody tried to pierce your ear with a fork. And then so they just went around and asked like random people with earrings if they could borrow the earring. And so I woke up the next morning absolutely getting shit faced, and I just had one random girl's earring in my ear. That's that's probably not very healthy. For no, <laughs> and it just bled like crazy because of, it was basically we just pierced it in a bar. Nothing like getting your ear pierced at Borrowed Books Roadhouse uh, after your roommate yacked where you like, Oh my God. From here on out, you keep your distance, all right? So you know the saying, uh, men can't have, or men want what they can't have. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm no, it, this one doesn't really pertain to men necessarily, but... Uh, that saying is so true, uh, with the borrowed bucks news. Like I said, I wasn't really a huge fan of the place. I wouldn't frequent there often, but now the fact that it's gone, I really want to go like, like now that it's taken away and you don't have it, I really want to go. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. I was lucky enough to go there in the last like month. Well, good. So, you know, I got to say my goodbye, but it was also, it came up so fast. We're like, we're just going to go to Friday and Saturday. And like a day and a half later, they're just like, just kidding, we're closing for good. Yeah, they uh, really jumped the gun on that one. And then I guess my last point on it is uh, McQuaid's a charity softball tournament weekend. It's actually uh, the largest charity slow pitch softball tournament in the entire world. Uh, teams from all over the U.S. and even some different countries such as Canada uh, come down and play. It's actually a pretty big spectacle. Borrowed Bucks would always have um, kind of the, the parties at the night and one of our good friends, his band actually played there. And that was definitely one day where, like, you you should probably go to Borrowed Bucks because it was so much fun. Everybody was there, so it's kind of sad to see uh, that happen. And I don't know what's going to, like, transpire going forward. Uh, but definitely some local news worth chatting about. And on, on a real note, it's kind of really sad to see a lot of these local businesses and Bismarck bars, restaurants, what have you. A lot of them are closing, so that's... Just from a, a community standpoint, I mean, you got to understand that these people, that's their careers. You know, that's how they make their money. That's their livelihood. Uh, I know one of their managers was there for like ever. Uh, he actually retired recently. So, you know, it's just sad to see kind of the, all this kind of come crumbling down. It's not good. It's not a good thing when places close. I do have one more buck story. And Get. this is in my mind. So their parking lot extends way out. And so I would always think it was a shortcut for me to walk to the end of the parking. And then you go over this guardrail and you go down a hill and over a retaining wall. And every time I would do it, I would be so drunk that walking down there, I would just fall down the hill and then over the retaining wall. And then I'd wake up like bruises everywhere, like knees scraped up. And I'm like, damn it. 
Was it like that scene in Black Sheep where Chris Farley just goes tumbling down the side hill? Like a mini version of that. Like <laughs> Obviously, a- the hill's not as big, but I can see it now. Well, uh, that's our local news for the Cleary's comments here. Uh, the segment where we banter about random things. Matt, I know you got a juicy topic. You want to talk about it, so let's hear about it. Well, the falling down the hill is actually a segue to <laughs> there's a there's like physical things that I was going through that I'm like, there's just no possible way I could do. And after watching, like, have you ever watched like Sports Science? Yes, I love that show. With like how hard people hit and how hard people kick. And I just realized that if someone were to like an MMA fighter were to kick me in the side, I would die. Okay. Because I think all of my organs would just shift and then come out the other side of my body. Okay. Like, the science is there, and I'm built like a marshmallow, that everything would just come out the other side. When you say come out the other side, uh, I have a little bit of a vision that's not too pleasing. So, uh, I don't even know how to react to that. It's like a bullet through watermelon. Well, you haven't been drinking milk lately, so I can't imagine your bones are very strong. So you need to get some more calcium in your diet, you know? Did you know that the equivalent of a Mike Tyson punch is the same force as if you knelt down on home plate and let Barry Bonds swing a baseball bat into your face? Yeah, uh, nothing like a wooden bat to the temple. Probably not great. The same as getting punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Gotta watch out, dude. Those contact sports, they will take a toll... On your body. And then the other physical feat that I could never possibly do in my entire life is turning a sport that isn't a contact sport into a contact sport. Because if I did free solo, there would be a contact of me plummeting to my death every time. Yeah, yeah. the climbing is, uh, right? Free solo, pretty yeah. much climbing, pretty much. Uh, With, without ropes, I'm yeah. dead. I'm, I don't even know if I get high enough to die. Maybe just break my legs or something. You really got to... It takes a certain... Uh, like, yeah, athleticism to do that. And, I mean, you also have to have a pair of balls on you. And uh, maybe not a whole lot to live for, considering at any moment <laughs> you could plummet to your death. Like, did you watch uh, the, like, Doc Free yes. Solo? Yes. Gave me such bad anxiety. I, see, I'm not, uh, I know you're not uh, fond of heights. I, they don't really bother me that much. Uh, but I definitely watched that documentary, and I guess... Really, the only uh, kind of weird part for me was when the camera guys were like, yeah, this is weird. Like, at any moment, we could film our friend, like, falling to his death, and which was just absolutely crazy. But uh, that guy ended up passing away, right? No, the Alpinist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. But I also didn't finish watching that when we were talking about it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, he died. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> kind of blew it for you, uh, Matt. I wouldn't worry about it, your physical feats. Uh, people can't drink 18 beers like you can. So uh, we all have our strengths in this world, and you just got to go with what works for you. So uh, maybe avoid the Mike Tyson punch to the face. Try your best. I could do that, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, you versus Mike Tyson slash Barry Bonds is uh, a little bit of what I want to talk about. You know, you have man versus man, like we were just talking about. There's man versus nature out there. Um, and then I came up with man versus motion-activated devices. Uh, most commonly, it's like a paper towel dispenser in like a public restroom. So I'm just curious, am I the only one who struggles with the motion that is supposed to activate? I cannot get sinks sometimes. Sinks are a bugger too. Yeah. It's all about a height. 
you got to be either down low or like up high, and then sometimes it just doesn't work. Well, it's like it's like I'm out there doing the Macarena, or perhaps just jerking off the air. You know, it's like why isn't this happening? And I even remember one time I was in a bathroom with a buddy, and I'm sitting there like doing the whole truffle shuffle, trying to get this thing going. He's like, dude, you, you got to slow down a little bit and like barely puts his down and down and it worked. And then I tried it. I, I don't understand sometimes. And then you're sitting there and you're waving like an idiot. Like, why aren't these motion activated devices working properly? I, I don't even understand. Like, what in the hell is going on sometimes? I have actually a good story about the paper towels. So this one lady I was at uh, when I was working at the hockey rink, we had the paper towels and like, or the one dude had like the trick where if you put it and you just pull it, you get more. Yep. And he did that, and the entire dispenser just ripped off the wall. <laughs> it just lands on the ground, and I'm like, I'm working right now, so I should probably handle that. And I'm like, see ya, and just left. And I was like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. We should get one of those like industrial uh, paper towel dispensers, like just for your private bathroom. <laughs> like turn your home bathroom into have all the bells and whistles that a public restroom does. Or the ones that aren't like automated, that it's a sheet of paper towels that just keeps going around. And I'm like, that's essentially just people's dirty hands, right? Yeah, you know, if you're in a restroom where uh, you have what you're describing, it's not great. Yeah, go ahead and air dry, maybe wipe it on your pants. I love those ones that are uh, like... They're just the air dryers, and they come out That's lasting. It. And then if your hands are just a little damp and you hold it right, it can make a huge fart sound. That's pretty Im immature of me. But, uh, hey, what can you do? I actually, quick, before we get on to the rest of Cleary's comments here, I remember um, I saw a video recently around Christmas time, and one, one guy uh, sarcastically told his parents that he wants um, a water fountain for Christmas. Have you seen this video? Mm-mm. And his dad legitimately bought him, like, a water fountain, like, and wrapped it up and everything. <laughs> I don't think it had any of the hardware to hook up to. It's, it's essentially useless. Like in Mr. Deeds, he's got the Hawaiian punch. Uh, That's Hawaiian punch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that. Maybe we need to look into, uh, you know, bringing industrial strength motion activated devices into private restrooms is pretty much what I'm getting after. Absolutely. Here. But hey, we're doing Cleary's comments here, and we are actually recording in the Stadium Sports Bar and Lodge studio, so I just want to give a big thank you to our sponsor. I definitely spent a, a few hard-earned dollars there for the Vikings game, because I love it there so much. They're located at 1247 West Divide. You got the stadium side, you got the lodge side. Stop in, grab a beer, grab a bite, watch your favorite game. Thank you to our sponsors, Stadium Sports Bar and the Lodge. Uh, this weekend, I actually did something that I've done before, but it's pretty impressive. I actually went to the lodge twice in one day. so And had the same uh, server, didn't you? Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, Cody, you're still here. I was kind of hoping you weren't going to be. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to worry about them worrying because you coming back twice just means repeat business and hopefully a bigger tip. You ended up picking the tab, and I did the classic. Well, if Matt's buying, I'll just order like one more, and I didn't need another one, but... You know, when your buddy says he's buying, you got to take advantage of the free drinks. Yeah, and lucky for me, it didn't have to work on Sunday because I would have missed work on Sunday. And this guy, I came across this YouTube video called Man Triggers Natural Disaster to Get Out of Work. And I was like, man versus nature. Okay, you got me. And what this man did, there was a town in Mississippi that they had basically created a levee with uh, sandbags and every, and like, 
concrete that was basically shifting this overflow of water so that the town didn't just get flooded. And this man, to get out of work, went and just ripped sandbags out and caused this huge flood, like like misplaced or displaced an entire town. Wow. Like, where is this at? Uh, Quincy, Mississippi, I believe. West Quincy, Mississippi. Interesting. Um. And, like, it was the great flood of 1993, like... 93, good year. Every every year. I mean, I wasn't born yet, so... I I was barely born in 1993. (laughs) But, like, the Coast Guard got called in. Like, they had, like, literally, like, the National Guard, the Army had to come in. And this guy was, like, there, like, helping people. And then they come to find out that this guy did it so he didn't have to go to work. Do you know what his job was? Uh, no, I didn't get that far, but just he, a janitor at an no, elementary it, school or something. He was a, he was a moron. Cause he was quoted saying, uh, I didn't mean I had no plans to hurt nobody. Um, and then while he denied it the whole time, he just goes, I didn't mean to cause a problem, but I did. I'm up shit Creek, like just a terrible grasp on the English language. And, uh, currently he is in prison now for an unrelated charge of burglary. So. I'm assuming he got fired from his initial job. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Yeah, that's a rather interesting. Um, I know you said he's in prison or whatever for something else. What kind of criminal charges can you take on if, in, in this case, like, what do you classify that as? Because that was my first thought. It's like, okay, this has to be illegal somehow. Like, It could be, like, as much as, like, attempted manslaughter I or, guess. like, because, like, I think, like, I know not in that case of like that town people died, but like hundreds of people I think died from this so like great flood of the Mississippi. So I mean, a property damage alone taking out an entire town, even though it is Mississippi, that's got to be a pretty hefty fine. Uh, dude, man versus nature. I'm not even kidding. Uh, floods are nothing to mess with. Uh, they're very powerful and they can wipe away land and towns and homes like we had one in uh north bismarck on the river right that collapsed like into the water or something yeah. which uh you hate to see that that was somebody's home man that's where they made their memories or the uh, classic person that their hot tub floated away not once but twice gosh you gotta watch <laughs> out for the hot tub uh that's pretty interesting uh must really hate your job to get out of work usually i just call in sick yeah <laughs> that's that's usually uh, the way to go, but um, like a, yeah, I got an ear infection or something. Hey, I'm not feeling very well. I would think it's best for me to stay home now. Don't make a habit of that because I absolutely despise people who like never show up to their job. It's like, how do you still have a job? But life goes on. Uh, there's a guy who's been working in the NFL for about I don't know 25 years now. He goes by the name of Tom Brady, and actually, we are recording. Uh, the day of the Buccaneers-Cowboys game. So uh, he plays later today, see if he can't keep up uh, his winning in the playoffs. He's been known to do that once or twice, but I do have a hot take about Tom Brady. It's short and sweet, then we can move on if you like. Tom Brady is bad at sex. What do you think? He's uh, a power bottom. I could see that. He's not, like, really defined muscularly. Sure, I'll go uh, with it. I'll accept he's kind it. of like he's like a Gumby, but he knows certain like physical traits of throwing a football, but he gives off that vibe. He's definitely a power bottom and probably like only likes missionary. Yeah. Very boring in the sack. 
I just I thought of this the other day, uh, actually watching you know the Vikings game at the local watering hole at Stadium Sports Bar in the Lodge, and uh, I kind of brought it up just out of on a whim. I mean, everybody thought it was really funny and an interesting take, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm pretty convinced Tom Brady is bad at sex. Now I'm not judging him for that, but I'm if you've seen you know, obviously him, him and Giselle uh, got divorced. Then there's these rumors swirling around of this like hot, really young girlfriend that he's got. I think it's actually true. I, yeah, I, I he's know. he's winning the breakup. And I was just like, wow, she is uh, very attractive, but I'm guaranteeing Tom Brady just is not good at sexual intercourse. That's all I really try to say here, people. Trying to have a good time, make y'all laugh out there. Uh, and if you want to keep on laughing with our stuff, uh, Matt, we got Comedy Night 3 coming up. Yep, I'm jazzed. Thursday, February 9th, that's going to be down at the Big Dog Tiki and dis- uh, Big Dog Tiki Bar Distillery, home of Heart River Spirits, Rum and Moonshine. Uh, Matt and I have done our last two comedy nights there. It's a good venue for it. We've been working on a lot of jokes. Uh, now that we've actually like announced it and uh, as we're getting closer, um, I've definitely been writing a lot more jokes. Matter of fact, this weekend, I think I wrote like five new jokes. Let's see if any of them make the cut, but... Sometimes you just got to throw your thoughts down on the paper and see what happens. How are your jokes coming along? I mean, I have a lot. Like you said, I got to cut some. There's some that just like when you're one eyeing it late at night and you're just like <laughs> laughing to yourself. Yeah. And then like you read it the next day and you're like, what the fuck was I talking about? Sometimes they could use a little work. It's like four words like, like Will spoke hammer down. It's like, what the hell yeah. did that mean? Like, <laughs> And I, like, and I thought it was hilarious because I put LOL after my own joke. Got Comedy Night 3 for the No Brains, No Headache podcast, guys. It's our, it's our fundraiser for ourselves that we do every couple of months. We're selling tickets on Eventbrite this time. So for Comedy Night 2, uh, we printed our own tickets, sold them ourselves, delivered them. This time we just decided to go with an online platform. Check it out on Eventbrite um, or obviously the link in our bio where you can find like our Patreon or merch all of our links to our other social media pages. Uh, so really looking forward to a night of comedy. We have our friend Brandon Loftus. He opened for us at Comedy Night 2. He's going to come back, open for us on Comedy Night 3. It might be a little bit different than the last two shows just because we like to switch it up, do things a little bit differently every once in a while. And we're really looking forward to putting on a good show for all of you out there. We sure hope you can make it. Once again, that's February 9th. That's a Thursday. Tickets are on Eventbrite. And actually, in the meantime, coming up in just a couple of days, we have the live recording of episode 140. That's at the same venue, uh, Big Dog Distillery and Tiki Bar. Just going to basically do what we're doing right now in front of a live audience so they can uh, partake in the show, come watch us do what we do, uh, come say hello to us, see how you're doing, support the uh, venue that we're at, obviously. And then it's just it's just a good opportunity to kind of mingle with all of our fans and friends and family yeah sometimes we got to get out of the studio and you know bring a show to you guys instead of just sitting in the studio it's it's a good thing to do everybody seems to like it now that live recording uh free of charge it's open to the public you just have to be 21 plus uh come and join us let's try our best to drink responsibly sometimes that's not always the case Mm but uh we're gonna have a lot of fun so check out that live recording of episode 140 just coming up here Saturday, January 21st, uh, I believe on Facebook, our event says it starts at like 6.30. Uh, so yeah, about 6, 6.30, come by, uh, we'll start you know, recording, we'll have a good time, hopefully make you guys laugh, 
and uh, you can kind of see what we do live in action. So really, we really like putting that show on for you. Let's continue on with Cleary's comments here, Matt. What do you got next? I'm going to fix inflation for everyone. Okay, and thank God. And this is, I'm going to call it a bulk buy. And I think people, the reason prices go up is because there's a, just a bigger demand for it. And I'm never going to financially recover from this. I'm not saying I'm an economist, but if they do a bulk buy where it's like, okay, I buy Bush Light, which reminds me I have one in my car. I should probably grab that before it explodes. Um, <laughs> and if I, I know I'm going to buy Bush Light, and could I just buy 10 of them at one point, and then I just have my Bush Light card like at that place? And so then I, I'm, I'm price locked for, I don't know, like two years or something. I think buying in bulk is, is a really smart idea, and I think it is actually possible. You just kind of have to, like, know the right people or where to ask and see if they can. Are you talking about, like, like give me a forklift, give me a pallet, and I want it full of bush light? Well, that, but at the same point, it expires, so I want it, I want to pick it up as it suits me. Okay, so you're, like, buying in bulk but only taking, like, individuals. Yep. Yeah. Okay, like get in like a Bushlight program. Yeah. Bushlight rewards. Uh, or another version of it, it's like I pay Anheuser-Busch $2,000, and for the next 25 years, I'm locked in on $19.99 for my cases of Bushlight. Why do I want this? Yeah. Because I want to make bank, bro. Do you, like, are you going to run for a public office on this platform? No, I just want to really buy Bushlight for a fixed cost. Okay, that's fair. And uh, what what made me think of it is like there was this video of uh, Mark Cuban when he like sold his uh, streaming uh, software for like five point seven billion. He literally went to Southwest Airlines and was like, "How much for a lifetime pass?" And they're like, "We don't have those." And he's like, "Okay, how much for a lifetime pass?" They're like two hundred fifty thousand. So he's like, "Sweet." And then like literally, you just fly all over the place. Yeah, I, I actually I, I don't know why he's flying Southwest because I saw a video of Mark Cuban. Uh, where he's explaining the best investment he ever made was a private jet because the time and the money and everything else that goes into it, if you have a private jet, you're able to fly in, fly out, get to where you need to be. Obviously, an owner of the Mavericks and a lot of different other businesses, Shark Tank guy, he's, I'm sure he's got to be all over the place. So yeah. not waiting on commercial airlines and yeah, having your ability, that actually makes sense because how valuable his time is hop on the private jet and go there or apparently lifetime pass for Southwest. <laughs> yeah. But like in hindsight, like, as you said, it's like you just made $5.7 billion. Let's assume that you were a 50% shareholder in that company. That's over $2 billion. And then, well, and then there's uh celebrities out there where their expenses actually kind of go down a bit. Cause like brands or, or, you know, what have you, let's just say Coca-Cola, for example, Oh, I know. I want Mark Cuban to be drinking Coca Cola. We're just gonna send him a pallet of Coca Cola. He's got it sitting in his garage. You're never gonna run out of uh, some soda pop. Yeah. If if you're the rich, keep getting richer because they start oddly enough start getting more free shit the richer they get, which is kind of ass backwards. But yeah. uh, what can you do, Matt? I really hope that uh, your inflation idea works out. I'm really hoping the best for you. I'm just gonna start asking everywhere I go. I'll be like. How about I buy, pay for 10 of these? Because, I mean, I did it with my uh, oil changes. So, And every time I forget that I did it, so I go to pay for my oil change, and they're like, you got two more left. And I was like, oh, that's oh, nice. I for forgot all about that. But the squirrel that was in your transmission, 
that costs you thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. I feel like it's similar to um, our classic joke that we've always kind of talked about. Hopefully, our listeners know what we're talking about. Of you're at the watering hole and you do the classic leave the bottle. Now we've come to find out that's not actually a real thing. Uh, they don't ever leave yeah. the bottle. This isn't Bradley Cooper, an American sniper. Okay, they uh, don't just leave a bottle of Jack Daniels and then let you pour your drinks for you. I'm pretty sure that's highly illegal. Oh yeah. But in the same sense, you could just be like leave the bottle. I'll just buy the bottle because I will be drinking the entire thing because my favorite football team just lost out of the playoffs. God damn it. Yeah, that was a tough one. So we want to get into it. Yeah. All right. As as you may know, the host of No Brains No Headache podcast is a diehard Vikings fan. Um, growing up in North Dakota, the nice part is that we always say is you kind of have your pick of the litter as far as professional sports teams and even uh, like Division One schools since we really don't have any here. NDSU's JV. Try to tell me otherwise. Anyway, the uh, Minnesota Vikings were my team of choice growing up in the mid to later 90s. Obviously, you had Randy Moss in 98, Chris Carter, uh, you know Dante Culpepper, Randall Cunningham, a lot of really legendary players. So, yeah, I just I went with the Vikings. And unless you've been living under a rock, um, a lot of people called them frauds this year, which now that they got <laughs> upset in the first round of the playoffs, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely adds up. I was just saying you can't really call them frauds until they do something fraudulent which is lose a home playoff game when you're the higher seed of uh, the New York Giants. Daniel Jones and Saquon came into U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, they ended up beating them 31-24, putting an end to the Minnesota Vikings season. I guess if you want my reaction, I'm still kind of processing it. Uh, once they did lose, um, I pretty much just uh, you know made some real irresponsible decisions in the financial department and I bought a lot of drinks for everybody. I uh, I felt the need to you know make sure everybody's nice and lubed up so they they can handle what's about to come for them. So I bought a lot of drinks for everybody, and it just stinks because I feel like uh, like this new term that we've kind of heard the last couple of years, Super Bowl window. You know, teams due to contracts and players getting older and new players coming in. Like from season to season, there's never the same team in the NFL. You might have a lot of returning players and veterans, but you will never have the same team season to season with free agency, draft. That's just how it works. And I really do feel that like the Vikings Super Bowl window is slowly closing. Uh, there's a lot of question marks as far as salary cap. Obviously, you know, Kirk Cousin Kirk Cousins, he's you know making thirty plus million dollars a year. That's all fully guaranteed. But he's actually been playing well. Like he didn't play too bad of a game. I know he Threw a check down on fourth and eight to end the game and thus the season. And uh, see, that's what people are all that's all they talk about. But in reality, he pretty much played a mistake free game. He didn't. I the whole game, I was just like, the energy will be sucked out of this room if Kirk throws an interception. Yeah, because we're playing from behind pretty much the whole game. 75% completion, two touchdowns, 300 yards. It's that's I, I bet if you look that up and if some quarterback has that completion percentage. The team wins eighty percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a defensive guru as far as the NFL is concerned. I mean, I understand some more nuances of football because I played it myself, maybe than the average person. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the defense was not doing them any favors. I think with the 
Vikings need to do what the Panthers did two years ago, and they need to take every single one of their draft picks and just take all defensive players. Uh, they do, Matt, pretty much every year. Like Their first and or second pit round pick is usually always a defensive player. Let's take a look at this last year. Uh, Louis Cine, a safety from Georgia, breaks his femur <laughs> in London, and I guess I really haven't looked into the details of him, but like, it's such a gnarly injury. I don't even know if he's going to play football again or be effective. So there goes your first overall draft or your first round draft pick. Um, Andrew Booth Jr., defensive back from Clemson. I, I, I think he's been on the field like for two whole plays this year. Uh, Jeff Gladney, rest in peace. He's dead. Is he? Yeah, he died in a car <laughs> crash. But that was all after he had like a bunch of like assault. I don't, I don't want to. Put you know, put uh, false information out there, but uh, yeah, I believe he has terrible, sort of, hum- terrible human being. <laughs> he did something illegal, I believe it was something having to do with domestic. Obviously, you can't do that. We see it across the NFL all the time. So yeah, pretty much cut from the team. The Vikings did not want to go forward with him. He's a defensive back. They drafted him from TCU actually, and uh, so that that cornerback didn't work out. Uh, Harrison Smith, I love the guy, stand up guy, Harry the Hitman. They call him. I hate to say it, but dude's getting old. Yep. He's not playing the level he used to be playing, and it hasn't helped when he has a no-name or safety, you know, across from him trying to help out. So I would say, yeah, go with the Panthers approach, but they, they have pretty much been drafting defense. Like Mike Zimmer loved drafting cornerbacks, and actually for a while there, like he was doing a really good job yes. of developing them. Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes, he was, he was uh, first-team all-pro. Yeah, which just – doesn't happen. Uh, Trey Waynes, defensive back out of Michigan State. I mean, kind of panned out. Well, it, was Mike Hughes any good? Mike Hughes, uh, cornerback out of University of Central Florida. I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL his rookie oh. year with the Vikings and then kind of had a hard time getting back on. Now I believe he plays for, like, the Lions, and, of course, he's just making majestic plays every yeah. time he plays the Vikings. So just a lot of different moving parts, and it stinks because, like I said, uh feel like the Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl window is kind of closing down. Justin Jefferson is going to demand a lot of money. He's the best wide receiver back, in the league. I mean, back up the Brinks truck. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I hate to say it, but uh, Dalvin Cook probably played his last game as a Viking, uh, unless Adam Thielen takes a significant pay cut to stay in his home state. Which he very much. Yeah, she yeah, might. Yeah. But I actually saw a quote that his wife said on like Instagram, of course, his wife, you know, take it over. Uh, she said, you know, that might be our last game in Minnesota. So, like, they're kind of preparing for it. I know he's a homer guy. He's, a, you know, a wholesome guy as well. But, you know, sometimes money talks. And when you have an NFL dream and your favorite local team that you, you know, got undrafted to and worked your way up to have such a great career, that's just the name of the business. It doesn't matter how much you like them. So hit me with a letter grade for the Vikings season. All right. That's a really good question. I'm going to go with... I'm just going to go with the straight B. I'm not going to do a B plus or a B minus. I'm just going to give him a straight B. So first year general manager, Kwesi Adolfo Mensah. He's from uh, the Browns that got him, and he's actually made some pretty decent moves. I was pretty tired of Rex Spillman, so I like I like Cam, as they call him, uh, brand new head coach. Kevin O'Connell, KOC, won the Super Bowl with the Rams last year as their offensive coordinator, comes over to the Vikings. I'm glad that the Vikings have a young offensive-minded head coach because he's the one who plays calls. Wes Phillips is their uh, 
uh, offensive coordinator. He doesn't call the plays, though, but he came over from the Rams as well. I always wondered that when they have an offensive coordinator, but the head coach, like, calls all the plays and, like, was the offensive coordinator. And so it's like, essentially, what does the offensive coordinator do? Well, it's, yeah, I, I don't have an answer for you, but it's definitely an interesting dynamic of, like, okay, then what do the position, obviously the position It coaches, just goes up to him in the press box, just... Yeah, well... <laughs> Pretty much, I think it's just you kind of break it down into smaller segments of, you know, you got your linebackers coached, and then they obviously work with the defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel. He's probably, I hope he's going to be fired. Uh, I think he should be. That's unacceptable. Uh, the Vikings went 13-4. and four. They had like a, what, minus 13-point differential at the end of the season, which was like the farthest by a lot. Like the next closest 13-win team was like, I don't know, I want to say like the 2012 Packers, but they're still plus like 65. Yeah. So like, it, it was, I'll say this, it was a really exciting season. Every single game obviously was super close, yeah. unless they got their doors blown off a few times, which, hey, you know, that's going to happen when your team goes uh, 13 and 4. I think I'd rather have that and have them be close games than go 4 and 13 and just... I don't want to be a Broncos fan right now. I'll tell you that for free. Like, good I Lord. mean, they hemorrhaged the future of their team for a quarterback that sucks. So, yeah. I like Kirk. Um, I think he plays well. Another thing is the offensive line was really healthy and playing well at the beginning then, of the season. And then, yeah, that, and that then, sucked. Yeah, Brian O'Neill, one of their tackles. Uh, I believe they draft him out of Pittsburgh. And he's really developed into a solid uh, right tackle. And he got injured, so he's not back. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, their center, like he just made it back for that yeah, first he, playoff game. He looked game. bionic. He didn't look good at all. And I mean, if, in the general public, everybody looks at the playmakers. You know, Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook, Kirk. Because I get it, they run the ball and they handle you know the big plays. But it really comes down to your offensive line and games won in the trenches. It is. It really is. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give them a B for the year. My emotion, I would say, is more sad than angry. Just because, I don't know, Yeah, I mean, you get emotionally invested in these games. That's why we love sports is because you're investing in something that's way bigger than yourself. You don't have any control. I love it, and I'm guilty of it too, but it's like, man, if I would have worn my Randy Moss jersey instead of my Adrian Peterson jersey, like, they would have won. Like, what was I thinking? That's called investing into something that's way bigger than yourself, and it's fun, and it can be fun, and... The Vikings, unfortunately, they have 31 playoff appearances and zero Super Bowls to speak of it. They've been around since 1961. They've been to four Super Bowls. They're 0-4 in those Super Bowls. Haven't been to one since, like, 1977. It's rough being a Vikings fan. I mean, they have a lot of regular season success, and then it seems like they get to the playoffs. Honestly, going into the Giants game, I, I, I hope I can speak for all the Vikings fans here. We really didn't know how it was going to shake out. Really had no idea. Um, a lot of a lot of negative Nancys out there who are like, I knew we were gonna lose. It's like, <laughs> okay, then why'd you watch? Like, you know, why did you have a little bit of faith that they were yeah, gonna bring win? Bring in a bulldozer, turn this place into a park. Yep. So I would say definitely need to figure out where the money is gonna go in the future. Kirk will be around. Justin Jefferson will be around. Hawkinson will be around. I hope they didn't just trade for Hawkinson this year. Just, just a for, rental. Yeah, I hope not. See you later. He's really good, and yeah. Kirk and him have a really good chemistry going. So I think those are some nice pieces. Uh, we had Adrian Peterson for so long, and that was great and fine and dandy, and he was exciting as hell to watch. But I'm kind of leaning towards the the current state of the NFL. It's a pass-happy league, so maybe don't depend on that running back as much. 
can get some young guys in there. And if, if your O-line in the trenches plays well, your running back, if he's playing in the NFL, he should be able to like be a decent running back if he is getting good blocks ahead. And there's not a lot of different things that go into that, but they get a B for the year. I'm very sad that the season is over, obviously. Trying to be optimistic about it. You know, we did win 13 games. Every week they are close, and that's exciting as a fan. Um, we have the best wide receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson, and that's exciting. He's the modern-day Randy Moss in my eyes, so it's cool to have that back. Uh, just, just really sad that it's over, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not even that angry, and I'm a generally an angry person. You know that, Matt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just really sad about it. Vikings uh, will not be hanging a Super Bowl banner this year, unfortunately, and... As far as the rest of the division is concerned, I think the Bears are going to be a lot better with Justin Fields and then a good draft pick as well. The Lions showed that they are definitely improving. I don't think people understand how big that momentum is that the Lions beat the Packers to finish the season on the road and kick them out of the playoffs. That momentum is going to carry into next year for them. And then the Packers, they have some decisions to make as well. But if Rodgers is around, they always have a fighting chance. I mean, you got to respect the guy. They always will have a fighting chance if Rodgers is there. So yep. I'm saying the division is looking tough in the future, and that's why it's like this Super Bowl window thing. It's like if you get a chance to win the Super Bowl, a.k.a. making the playoffs, that's that's the first thing you got to do. Uh, they can do great, but I don't know. I wish, uh, wish the best to everybody going forward. Daniel Jones played out of his mind. Match, can we get into some mini-helmet fantasy football? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and cry really quick. Time for Mini Helmet Fantasy Football this week. Now, that's the game Matt and I play uh, where we pick our mini helmets. We have uh, basically our lucky hat here full of uh, all the mini helmets representing all 32 NFL teams. But obviously, uh, we're in playoffs. The Vikings aren't anymore, but we are. And uh, so we have all the teams remaining. Because we record on Monday night, excuse me, uh, we don't really know what the uh, outcome of the Bucks cowboys game will be, so we only have seven helmets in there, people. Uh, we each go back and forth picking these teams, and then uh, we pick wide uh, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. If you're doing the math at home, that means we need eight teams in there, uh, but we only have seven, so this time uh, we may have one team where we both have players from. We just can't take uh, that player if it's already been picked. So... Uh, let's go over our results of Super Wild Card Round Weekend. What was our uh, record going into it? So we are tied up 7-7. Seven to seven. Okay, going into Super Wild Card Weekend. So I like that. I do actually remember my whole roster this time. Yeah. <laughs> I usually always forget. Yeah, Jordan was, and like, and usually I remember, and like on Saturday, Jordan was talking to me. He's like, yeah, I had this person there. I think they had a decent, and you're like, who do you have? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many teams to choose from, so that's kind of why I remembered. I know I had Joe Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, and Noah Fant. Who was your team quick? And then let's get into the score. Herbert, Saquon, Tyreek, Mark Andrews. Good God, I don't feel very good about this. What was the score? So the final score of last week was you had 54, I had 71. 71 a new record? No, I think in the 80s is the record so far. Uh, Saquon, huge game, 27, but CMC had 20, so 
it was pretty much a wash there. What it came down to is Tyreek Hill had five more points than Jefferson Jefferson, and Noah Fant was basically non-existent with two points, and Mark Andrews had 12. So Yeah, the uh, Seahawks pick there wasn't great for the tight end position, but Matt takes an 8-7 lead, so now we're going to choose from our remaining teams. We got, obviously, the one seeds in there because they haven't played yet. Matt, go ahead and pick. Let's get into it. Uh, this is the divisional round, Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week. And like I said, we're just going to change the rules as we yeah. go until so, the so end. I got the 49ers, and I'm going to go ahead and take CMC. Now, does the 49ers hat go in, or does the last helmet that's pulled out, we each pick one from them? Um, How about, should we put 49ers back in, but then if I pick it, I'll just re-pick, and then... I don't, does that make sense? No. I don't know how do we do this, man. I told you we were just going to get messed up. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, the last helmet that we pick, the person that's up gets to pick from that team first, and then... Okay, whatever. We'll figure it out as we go. That's what we do here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Mini helmet fantasy football. Who am I Maybe gonna... the NFL shouldn't have a fucking playoff game on a Monday. God damn it. <laughs> I got the Jaguars, and I don't really know what to do here. Who are they playing? Any idea? The Chiefs. Jaguars, Chiefs, and then it's uh, Bengals, Bills? Yep. Fun fact, we are older than every quarterback in the AFC still remaining. I don't know how fun that is. <laughs> it's actually it's pretty depressing. <laughs> Give me... God damn it. <laughs> Who's their tight end? I'm just going to fill this spot. Evan, Evan Ingram? Thank you. I will take Evan Ingram. <laughs> I'm not very prepared this week. I'm, I'm a little depressed from the Vikings game. Still feeling the effects. I got the Chiefs. I'm going to go with... Like, out of all teams, the Jaguars was the one I didn't want. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. This isn't looking good for me. But Patrick Mahomes throws six touchdowns. Okay, I need a good one here. But I think I just did a good strategy play right there. Okay, I got the Bengals. Bengals play the Bills. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, they're loaded with talent. Let's see. Whichever Bengals player you pick will probably kill someone like the last time. <laughs> Matt, not funny. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... I'll switch it up. Give me Jamar Chase. I haven't taken him. I did the old T. Higgins bit, and then that went south. <laughs> Mini helmet fantasy football is just a roller coaster of emotions. I got the Eagles. Matt has the three best teams in the playoffs here. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, give me Dallas Goddard. All right, I got the Bills. I'm glad I kept that quarterback position open. So, uh, give me Josh Allen, please. And that was kind of my strategy with the Jaguars. Just put it in my tight end spot because I know there's better teams coming my way. And then I got the Giants, and I need a wide receiver. <laughs> Ooh. Going to go with Richie James or Isaiah Hodges, perhaps? Go with, go with Kenny G. I'm going to go with Slayton. Get Kenny G in the boys. <laughs> now you get the Giants, too. Damn it! <laughs> and you have to pick their running back. All right, yeah, I'll take Saquon. <laughs> but no, knowing my luck... He just shit all over the Vikings, which was a double whammy for me as a Vikings fan and playing against him last week. 
Saquon, there's a good chance he has an MCL tear <laughs> because I picked him. So, all right, let's go through it real quick. Yep. It's a little bit wonky yep. with just how everything's working out and our timing here. Who do so, I got? Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Jamar Chase, Evan Ingram, and I have Patrick Mahomes, CMC, Darius Slayton, Dallas Goddard. My first two picks, incredibly good. After that, incredibly average. So it'll be fun to see how this shakes out. I think I handled that Jaguars pick pretty well. But oh, yeah, definitely. Right definitely away. that was. This is fun, though, because, like, obviously now we're in the playoffs. It's rosters that are just chock full of oh, talented yeah. Yeah, players. Like, you're not picking from, like, the Bears with Justin Fields out. You're like, well, uh. <laughs> I see you have the scores. So last week, Matt beat me 71 to 54, which is actually a really good score. What was the score the week prior? 27 to 22. <laughs> See, this is awesome. Uh, the playoff. My quarterback didn't even play. <laughs> it was uh, week 18 in the NFL. You never know what they're yeah. going to do. So we have a really good matchup. Matt is ahead 8 to 7. We're going to keep playing probably until the Super Bowl or, and even play the Super Bowl week. So there's mini helmet fantasy football for you. And I think that's the end of the show. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at MBNH Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And live show next week for episode 140, January 21st. Saturday. Saturday, 6.30 at Big Dog Tiki Bar and Distillery, home of Heart River Spirits. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a fun one. We're going to watch some football. We're going to record a podcast. Check out our Patreon. Don't download the app. I already cleared that up for you guys. And then... Uh, yeah, episode 140, like Matt said, will be live recorded in front of our audience, whoever would like to join, as long as you're 21 plus. Uh, and then, yeah, Comedy Night 3, February 9th, we're selling tickets via Eventbrite. Check our link in our bio and all those social media pages that Matt just mentioned. And uh, it's going to be sad boy season for a little bit since the Vikings lost out, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, you know, get out of my funk eventually. Maybe some sleep would help. And yeah. A glass of water, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 140, up next. It's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing.